Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are joining from and welcome back to my episode of Purposeful Happiness. Thank you for being with me for the past several months and do let me know um, if this is going alright, if this is something that you're liking, if there are specific things that you want me to talk about and share some of my experiences, I'd be more than happy to. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about this thing called mind. We all have our own ideas of what this mind is. We have our own concepts of what this mind is. And there are probably a million books written about mind. So I cannot add anything which is new or which is significantly different from what the philosophers have already said. Uh, However, however, I think it still makes sense for us to have a common understanding between us, among us, as to what this mind is. And, uh, And we will talk about the existing philosophies and all that stuff, but I'll try to make it simple. Um, when I when I was going through all these books and all these different concepts, philosophies of Eastern uh, communities, Western intelligence and all, I found it very confusing. And some of them were very hard to grasp. So over a period of time, I sort of simplified it. Simplified to an extent where I can understand or I can have a view of the concept and... Um, I can use that idea to strive for happiness. Now, uh, you know, you, you probably have, a, have uh, your own idea, uh, have your own concepts, and I'm absolutely sure whatever you are going to talk about is not going to be too much different from what you have. Fundamentally, there are a lot of ideas, there are a lot of theories, a lot of concepts, but nobody knows for sure what this is. All we know is, All we know, medically we cannot pinpoint to a part of our body and say this is what the mind is. We know that for sure. And all we know is it's something that happens. It's something that happens to us. It's something that is given to us. It's something that we carry with us. And... It's something that exists. So with those in mind, I think there are two fundamental concepts. One is that um, the mind is very individual in nature. The mind is something that resides in your brain. You know, and all these chemical reactions that happen in your brain from the food you eat, from the energy that your body produces, from the chemical actions, reactions that goes on in your body and your brain, produces produces something which is called the mind. It makes you think, it makes you decide, it makes you do a lot of stuff. It makes you act, it makes you do a lot of stuff. The mind also experiences or analyzes the experiences that you have. And that's, that, that, that's the portion which I think becomes very critical in our discussion for happiness. The other concept is the mind is universal. 
it exists it was not created by somebody it just exists and even though you and i might be different our behaviors might be different our actions might be different our thinking process might be different our minds are not so as this one mind we just happen to be able to you know either dig into it or kind of receive something from it just like um, what should i say an antenna receiving radio signals for your radio or your television and we take from it and we give back to it but we don't own it so these are primarily two different concepts again one is the individual uh, approach which is the mind belongs to a brain and so every mind is different every mind is working on its own the other concept being the brain is different but the mind is still the same and the mind resides outside of your brain now there are two ways that i started to look at mind you know and for me at an early stage it didn't really matter whether it's inside the mind inside the brain or outside the brain whether i control it you control it whether it's one universal mind but there is definitely something whether i'm tapping into it or i'm creating that whole mind that makes me do what i do that makes me not do what i don't do and that's the part that becomes important and so i started to look at mind from two different ways in which uh, one way is you know how how does my mind work how does it act when i receive some stimulus from outside meaning i receive signals from one of my sense organs which are all external focused the second way is how does it work when stimulation comes from inside right let me give a couple of examples to to show why i was trying to look at it from these two ways if something happens to me or that i can physically experience my mind works in a certain way it reacts in a certain way somebody behaves very nicely with me i show my happiness towards that person somebody shouts at me screams at me i show my unhappiness displeasure at that person i have a very hearty meal i feel happy and good about it and my stomach is not well i feel bad about any meal that i eat so externally something happens which influences the way my mind reacts towards it there are certain situations in which in the absence of external apparently external stimulus my mind comes up something of its own you know it has been called in several ways subconscious mind superconscious mind whatever you call it but there is something a thought suddenly arises in your mind and you start dwelling on that thought and it causes you to act in some ways it causes you to react in some ways and no matter where the thought is originating whether it's because of an outside stimulus or because it's inside stimulus they all happen to have an impact on my overall experience if you have a happy memory and that thought suddenly comes up you seem happy 
so one way is has been for me to look into both these sort of ways in which my mind works or at least tries to work and that's where i think uh, you know a basic understanding of this mind becomes very important if i don't understand the mind i'll only try to do things based on my understanding of the reaction of the mind it's almost like treating a symptom and not the disease you know you may have you may have high fever but unless you go to the extent of understanding what is causing that high fever you'll be treating for the fever and may not be for the disease so your fever may go away but the disease would remain which means it would resurface again after a period of time and how do i stop this for me to stop this i have to have a basic understanding of how my mind is 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 structured so in the formation of mind again there are i'll i'll, I'll simplify it uh into two basic concepts one concept is called tabula rasa which means that when somebody is born he has an empty mind now again i think that idea of emptiness comes from the fact that an individual is considered to have a mind residing inside the brain and when somebody is born the brain basically consists of the information that's been coded physically into the system the genes genetic codification so the brain doesn't have anything written on it so sorry the mind does not have anything written on it and the process of growing up adds onto that mind it adds intelligence it adds some amount of logic and all the education upbringing you know our culture heritage society community all adds various pieces of information that the mind tries to juggle with put together tries to make sense out of it the other concept is the universal concept is it's continuous it exists it's already there and with once growing up the brain matures to a certain extent where you are able to perceive that continuous universal mind it's almost like if your antenna is not good enough you still have an antenna but it won't be able to receive the signals that you are trying to get into your television set or your radio set once you once the antenna sort of is designed in the right way built in the right way put in the right place then you start receiving those signals so once the brain sort of matures itself once the education upbringing reading books and all those habits start building itself comes a time when the mind when the brain reach, reaches sort of a matured state in which it is able to perceive the continuous mind that exists in the universe but typically what's inside your brain and the way you react probably happens in three distinct levels the 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 first level the base level is what you can think of as emotion or instinct and 
in most living organisms where the brain is not matured enough or is not so um, you know so well developed they would predominantly react on an emotional basis every stimulus would have an emotional reaction in more well formed organisms like animals or um humans there seems to be a layer which we can call intellect which decides on how your action or what your action or reaction would be so it takes inputs from the emotions but does not necessarily act on that it goes through a logical process and that logical process is what many of us term as intellect the intellect is built out of again the growing process maturity of brain education cultural inputs community inputs your own personal you know sort of um, personality all those things sort of create a logical module that takes inputs from outside that takes inputs from your intellect sorry from your from your emotions and then decides on what to do and what not to do for example somebody is you are having a very very uh, contentious meeting with somebody an emotional reaction would be to show anger show frustration show disgust so show how you are absolutely unhappy with what the other person is saying etc etc but if you put your intellect on top of that that intellect is going to say you know what it's probably not the right place not the right time so don't say or don't show your emotions right away instead listen to what the other person is saying form your logic counter logic and put your points forward now there is something that i'd like to call as intelligence which probably comes even above your intellect and intellect in my mind can only talk or or dissect information that you've already experienced you may have experienced in person you may have experienced through your education you may have experienced because um because you've read in some books which is also an experience it's not a direct experience but you trust the person who has written about those experiences and you have started to own those experiences as if they were your own right e equal to mc square i don't know if that's true <laughs> i have never broken an atom and created energy i have not but i trust einstein i trust all the physicists all the mathematicians all the experimental scientists we have done all the experiments to show yes this works so even though i have not done it i'm convinced that it works and hence i am able to extend my conviction on somebody else's conviction intellect takes care of all these things something that we have not experienced in any of these ways i think comes from intelligence and it's that information it's that experience that is coming from that universal mind 
I would imagine that that's very rare. I would imagine that many of us may not have that capacity to reach out to that universal mind and capture that that experience. Most of us. I I was pretty happy with my own experience. Something that I'm I'm experiencing firsthand. Something that I'm experienced through acquisition of others' firsthand experiences. I was very happy with it. I've never given thought to the fact that am I mature enough to peek into that universal mind and see what's going on there. That's intelligence. Um, we can also. It's. I think. the the confusion that would happen is how do you differentiate between intelligence and imagination i don't know the answer for sure but i think um imagination is something that may not have been experienced by anybody at all and may not exist in the universal mind it's something that the chemicals in our brain is prompting us to think in a certain way it may not be something that i am finding or experiencing from the universal mind now it's said that people who are able to concentrate their mind and are able to meditate on that subject transforms himself or herself transforms his or her mind into the subject itself and i think that's what intelligence is being the subject itself being the principle itself so if i put all these understanding into something that has been quantified or has been explained in other words i think Uh, there have been several lectures by uh, Manly P. Hall on cosmic mind, thoughts, extension of thoughts, transmission of thoughts. There have been several um, several conversations by Alice Huxley, for example, or Nietzsche. and eastern philosophers like swami vivekananda for example have elaborated on this intelligence this cosmic intelligence atomic intelligence cosmic intelligence and how it exists and what we do <clears throat> and that brings us to a very critical idea if it exists and if all that it requires us to mature our mind why is it that we are still not able to dip into that what what does one have to take or get to at what point does one say you know what i am ready i'm i'm perceiving those um that con- that 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 those thought processes in the cosmic mind and this is where i think one of manly peholt's um uh, lectures uh clarified it and and surprisingly it's the same thing that eastern philosophers and eastern spiritual leaders have also said is a concept of purity purity of thought purity of actions and that purity is basically becoming the principle 
not being able to objectively look at a principle but being the principle itself is what purity is and manly hall sort of explained this thing over several lectures that for us to get to that level we got to give our cosmic mind a chance and the way we give our cosmic mind a chance is by creating an environment that supports the growth of that cosmic mind we got to nurture it with honesty integrity and fearlessness now all these things all these three words honesty integrity fearlessness are probably mean the same thing at the principle level at the level of principle but demonstrate itself in different ways different actions but that's what the co- co- cosmic mind um uh, that bed of cosmic mind would look like that's what i think the eastern philosophers have always said purity of the mind which means no thought outside that of the principle that i am meditating on comes to my mind i am one with the principle i am the principle so how does all these things add up to happiness i think the bearing is very severe with this understanding we have to get to a level of discussion where we are saying okay if the mind consists of if the simplified mind consists of emotion intellect and intelligence and if i think that intelligence is a cosmic principle and is available to us then the perception of happiness has to do with how or which part of the three parts of my mind am i most prone to people who are emotional in nature would have a very topsy turvy up and down sort of an experience happy one moment sad the next elated one moment depressed the next it's a roller coaster ride for them and you end up with a psychiatrist you end up with uh, shrinks and they keep you they keep roasting you roasting you till they completely dismantle you and say you know what you're a gone case but thank you for coming people who are emotionally usually end up with some sort of a depression you know and people who are intellectual are able to contain those emotional roller coasters and are able to maintain sort of a steady life sort of a steady um personality but still you know the emotion will keep peeking its head into your business and every moment you have to have an intellect which says okay i'm going to take this or i'm going to reject this i'm going to take this it's almost like the mind is fighting with the mind which you cannot you nobody wins you know your intellect and your emotion both being part of your mind direct mind if they get into a battle nobody will win it's almost like the right hand fighting with the left hand it's almost like the left part of your heart is fighting with the right part of your heart now either you reject that completely or you come out with a very seamless mind where you have an agreement of you know decisions being made in some ways in which it balances emotions and intellect but if that creates a conflict if your intellect is constantly fighting with your emotion then it's going to be a problem psychological problem psychiatric problem and will impact 
your life today, it will impact your life tomorrow and day after and it will impact people around you. The happiness that is sourced from the cosmic mind is also infinite in nature, much like the cosmic mind. The happiness sourced from the cosmic mind would also be infinite. And an infinite thing is not going to deal with anything that is finite. An infinite thing will only deal with things which are infinite in nature, which itself is that thing, because you cannot have two infinities exist. So if you are talking about an infinite mind, cosmic mind, which is infinite, and you're talking about happiness or bliss in that mind, which is also infinite, then all you are saying is the cosmic mind itself is bliss. If you add any more principle to it, principle of love, for example, principle of compassion, for example, principle of, uh, of nurturing, for example, also has to be that cosmic mind itself. Because you cannot have an infinite cosmic mind on one side working in parallel with an infinite system of bliss working in parallel with an infinite sense of compassion and love. There has to be one infinite mathematically. And hence, because we are able to perceive these three things, love, compassion, uh, bliss, separately, the conclusion is that they are all the same principle. So whether it's an universal mind or whether it's an individual mind, whether our understanding of um, the formation of the mind, whether it's the tabula rasa or whether it's the continuum that exists, that just exists, you know, our introspection would reveal whether we are acting emotionally, whether we are acting intellectually, or whether we are acting intelligently and I think that once we have that conversation once we start having that conversation it's going to give us deeper insights into this happiness thing into this infinite source of bliss if we are looking at something that originates in the brain it's going to go up and down it's going to change itself over a period of time and you cannot have a continuous system of happiness continuous bliss however if it's universal in nature then things seem to make sense. And it would not depend on what my emotional capabilities are, what my intellectual capabilities are. Yeah, at the end of the day, nature basically said, I don't want you to take care of the most critical things. Right? Your body functioning is my business. I will make sure that it works. You work on something else. He works on some things that don't matter. So if mind is one of those things that the universe has said, you know what, I'll take care of the mind, universal mind. You get yourself ready. When you are ready enough, you can take a look at what's going on here. In that case, I think there is a possibility of finding, getting to a point where we are able to see what's going on in that universal mind. And that universal mind is likely going to be the principles of 
bliss, principles of love, devotion, and everything else. So with that, I will conclude this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing. And uh, I will come back again next week. Meanwhile, you have a wonderful week ahead. Many of these lectures are already available on YouTube. Look up Manly P. Hall. Uh, look up Swami Vivekanand, for example. Um, Aldous Huxley. Nietzsche. And uh, they, might, they might scare you off. But be patient. Uh, have some patience and have some trust. Trust in yourself. That whatever they are saying... It's consumable. You can understand them. It might require a little bit of time, but you can if you want to. And I'm sure you can. If I can, you can. I'm no different. So I'll speak with you again next week. Till then, enjoy the rest of the week.